It is so good to see you again. Hey, buddy, this is legit. Dr. Carroll just walked in. We embraced and we hit record. So we this is. We haven't even said hello yet. Hey, bud. We wanted to do it right here Man, with this everybody is exciting. else. This is. I'm glad How to be home. How are you? I'm good. Are you glad to be home? Yeah. But were you glad to be away too? Yeah. Isn't that great? We didn't do anything. That's good. Nothing. So what takes you out to that part of the country? I would move there in like three seconds if we didn't have kids or funeral homes or a lot of other obligations. Yeah. I just I, it love just, it. It's so nice. Downtown Denver, I mean, I'm, I'm going to uh, tell a little bit more about the, the vacation. We, we stay at the Four Seasons in downtown Denver. Okay. So you're paying for exceptional service. So you walk in, the, the bell men or women will greet you by name. Mm. I don't know how they do that. Yeah. But there's this guy, his name is Scott. So kudos, Scott, for remembering us all week long. Nice. You know, we just really like it. You, you have a very clean city. Very, it's very clean. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of good eating or sightseeing, or if you just look out the window and you can see the the Rocky Mountains. Gosh, it's beautiful, isn't it's it? It's really nice. About an hour away from being in the center of the of the mountain range, isn't it? We took drive. the drive on Wednesday. We stay a couple of days here, a couple of days there, and then a couple of days back, and it took about two hours. Okay. We, we were welcomed with snow for two days. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of April, beginning of May, in Denver, Colorado, I posted on Instagram. I said, Denver, you're stupid, but you sure are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Snow all around you. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So it was a good trip. It was good to unwind. And I actually came home thinking very fearfully that I wouldn't be able to get back in the swing. Yeah. But I was excited to see the kids. I was excited good. to you know, get back home. It happens fast. The swing happens fast. Yeah. Man, Mondays happen fast. I love today. You love Mondays? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Mondays are our uh, podcast days for us, so that's good. That is good. I'm I'm pumped to be back with you and back with life, like reality in a yeah. sense, you know. The rhythm. I have to be honest, man. I slept until about nine or ten every day. Good. That's yeah. We pulled the curtains, like it was black, like it was a cave. It's great. It was it was a dark cave. <laughs> I love hotels. You press the privacy button and no one bothers you and you sleep. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Well, I'm Nathan. Hey, I'm Jonathan. And you are you, and we're grateful that you're here. And I'm grateful to be back with Dr. Carroll. Glad you're back. This is You'll Die Trying. I really do think we should have a sing along with that at some point in like an episode, time. like where we sing. We actually sing it, and Brent's here, and Brent sings it, and oh, it's like a place. live. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do while we were unplugged. gone? Did you cry? Uh, you know, got a little misty. Yeah, but it's typically because I was probably watching a little bit of Project Runway. Uh, no, we. I, uh, you know, I did my thing. I worked and in, in my office and, um. Parented and did you stare out the window and like a, a somber- catatonic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, dang it. Thankfully, I was, I was hoping to have. Like- I was here, so I'm here uh, in the studio, just you know, dreaming, 
Uh, of course, we got to record together. I worked uh, with some of the funeral homes and some of the staff, and uh, Joy and I had a really, really wonderful, wonderful weekend uh, outside for almost all of it, which was great. We drove by your house twice. You did? Yeah. The boys wanted to go for a ride on Sunday. Yeah. And so Anderson, Everett, and myself drove by your house like a stalker about mm, two or three times. This was, Wasn't it a pretty day? Yeah, it was really pretty. The door looks good. Hey, the whole house got painted. Yeah, well, I didn't notice the door because I was busy paying attention to the place that you're all fixing on the step because you're pointing it out. Yes. So I didn't look anywhere else. Yes. You're like, hey, don't die. Right. <laughs> that's all. That's all been repaired. And oh gosh, we were we were we we love it. We just love our home. Yeah, Fantastic. it's it's beautiful, man. So yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. Yep. Yep. The yep. Uh, Mexican Independence Day. Did you uh, eat Mexican food yesterday? Yes, we did actually, and I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> <laughs> you ate Mexican and didn't think of Cinco de Mayo. That's pretty good. Well, I mean, was it yesterday Cinco de Mayo? It was. Sunday was Cinco it de Mayo. It was Cinco de Mayo. I only know because uh, as Joy so and I dumb. rode our bikes to our neighborhood Mexican restaurant, which we are <laughs> which we are prone to do, uh, upon paying our, our check, our factura, maybe? Anyway, we got this T-shirt that says the name of the restaurant. Uh, Mexican restaurant, Owensboro, Kentucky. This particular one, Mi Ranchito. And look at the back. <laughs> what What does that have to do with Mi Ranchito? Describe this. Uh, it is a... Um, it says, uh, living the crazy life. Um, yeah. La Vida Loca. Yep. And there's a big margarita glass. Mm-hmm. And a... Uh, be, what's that? Be burle- it's not burlesque, but it's... What's those? What are those photos that men will sometimes pay for their wives to get? Oh yeah, what I know what you're called? talking about. I, I was wo- I was wondering that the other day. Hey, oh, TJ literally just opened the door. TJ, what's the name of the uh, photos? Thank you. That men get pictures of their wives, or like it's like, and they're in like bur- they're like in they're lingerie, like quasi seductive, but they're done boudoir. boudoir. TJ Stinnett, thank you. Wonderful. Our in-house photographer. Thank you. Yeah. Boudoir. That is a boudoir woman. She has a leg kicked up in the margarita glass. That's, She's seated in the margarita yep, glass. With a, uh, not a sombrero, but it's... Yeah, it's a sombrero. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, kind of looked like a cowboy hat mix. Anyway. Like the three amigos. Yeah. Speaking of burlette, uh, what, it, what is it called? Boudoir. Speaking boudoir. of boudoir, since we're going to just segue, that's what this podcast is about. It's not. Okay. That's actually really, really popular, apparently. Like, there's like legit photographers. Speaking of TJ being the photographer here, content creator at Wonderboy, like, there are people that contact wanting like boudoir photos. And they're not doing it to be scuzzy or whatever the negative word. We don't do those, but it's like a legit thing, apparently. Yeah. I think there are certain photographers too who kind of excel and specialize in that. And yeah. I know a couple of people personally who have, uh, arranged to have those and and one of them they have a portrait uh in their in their bedroom wow of, of for the, their private the for their private uh viewing yeah well it was private until you know we got a tour of the house and- <laughs> hey here's the picture of my lovely wife right here on the wall next to the pictures of the kids <laughs> yeah that, exactly is that real it is real that's so odd it so if you're real. listening and you know that we're talking about you, I just find that a little bit weird. You might hey. as well just hang it in the foyer of your house. To each his own. What? Touche. Yeah. Touche. So uh, the day before Cinco de Mayo was uh, Cuatro de Mayo. 
And uh, that was the day of the Kentucky Derby. Oh my gosh! Of course, we are we are here recording and uh, and and podcasting in Kentucky. Nathan is a native born Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I am not. I'm a Virginian. But here we are in Kentucky, and you know Kentucky's known for a number of things. Um, not all of them are great, but let's talk about the ones that are. So uh, bluegrass, which is an actual kind of grass that when you look at a distance, it kind of has a bluish hue. I think people wonder like what is bluegrass like as it grows long and you look out over kind of across the horse farms it can kind of have a blue tint mm-hmm. um but it's really beautiful lexington i mean there are few few places on the planet that are as pretty as parts of lexington right. kentucky i agree uh bourbon there are more barrels of bourbon than there are people in kentucky um so that's a that's a very popular thing and that's what makes kentucky known of course kfc is what you know colonel sanders was like in his early 60s when he started that business interesting it's never too late for entrepreneurs and horses horses the kentucky derby being um one of the largest horse races in the world arguably the largest because of the attention although that one in dubai is pretty big i heard about the one in dubai but let me did you know that arguably Denver has the second largest uh, celebration of the Kentucky Derby. And do you know why? I was being told this at the Four Seasons. They take their horses to high altitudes prior to the Kentucky Derby to train them, just like they do with athletes. Is this why they have the Denver Broncos? Oh, see, I never put that together. Well, I don't know because I don't these know. are thoroughbreds. Well, they take them to these high altitudes and train them okay. so that they can have uh, build their stamina with less oxygen yeah. so that they can be better oxygenated or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, that, that was the way that this individual explained it to me made a lot of sense. So if that's the case, but th- there were so many parties in Denver. We were actually in air when the race occurred and we landed to chaos. It has been all kinds of of madness uh, in Kentucky since Saturday at around five fifty two <laughs> Central Time. Dude, that press conference post race was like I didn't see uh. it. I didn't see it. <laughs> well, it was two minutes. Uh, the first minute and a half was the steward reading her, the person introducing and fumbling and oh. saying there will be no con- there will be no questions asked. She read literally. It was like twenty five seconds. She's yeah. like, that is all. <laughs> So, of course, as as most people know, Churchill Downs, like Keeneland, and by the way, if we're voting, Keeneland is a far, far superior horse track than Churchill Downs. Churchill Downs is famous because of the Kentucky Derby, but right. Keeneland and Lexington is the one of the I think the most beautiful horse it's, track. There it's is. gorgeous. Uh, I heard Saratoga is second to that. Uh, Santa Anita, and then maybe Churchill. Need anyway. a helicopter to come in and out of Keeneland, though. It's yeah, it was awful. It's anyway. is that not how you? Unfortunately, no. Dr. Carroll, I want to meet who you know. So uh, there are races in Churchill Downs all of May and all of November. And there are races, meets in Keeneland all of April and all of October. So if you're in Kentucky, you're going to go to Keeneland in April and October, and you're going to go to Churchill Downs in May and November. That's where the horse, and they race every day except for they take maybe Monday and Tuesday off. It starts Wednesday. I can't remember. It's different for every track. But anyway, there there is a schedule, and they run meets all day, every day, right? And you and I, Nathan, went to uh, a meet day in May last year at Churchill Downs where we spent the whole day and watched the horse racing with our wives, and it was awesome. In every race, there are rules. 
And if there is a foul, there are three stewards. They will do kind of the instant replay thing, and they will decide what needs to to happen. And in most cases, a foul, you know, is maybe a jockey who's I don't know sad he didn't win or something, and so maybe they don't so they it's don't have any results. Yeah. yeah. But when it's an obvious foul, they do the DQ. The horse gets disqualified, and then numbers two, three, and four become numbers one, two, and three. The win place show that person is, that horse is disqualified, and he's dropped to the bottom of the pack. That's how they do it on any race. So the argument is, should it be different because it's the Kentucky Derby? Now, as you know, the Derby is one race out of I think twelve for that day. Uh, I think it's the tenth race. <clears throat> so there are races all day for that day. By the time the Derby's run, everyone's three sheets to the win. Absolutely. And <clears throat> there's a lot of emotional energy and, and sentimentality and nostalgia. Someone sings or plays My Old Kentucky Home, uh, which thankfully I think has been changed to remove some of the kind of old world epithets that weren't so um, weren't so good for everybody. And then uh, everybody kind of gets teary. They stand while they sing it because it's kind of a Kentucky anthem. And then comes the post and the Kentucky Derby. The fastest two minutes in sports, right? And then 20 minutes of investigation and all three stewards who all have a vote agreed unanimously that the 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 then winning horse maximum security with Luis Saez on the mount stepped out got in front of I think it was war of the will and created a, a bit of a dangerous situation causing two of those horses to have to alter and pull back and when that horse pulls back that late, r- coming into the home stretch, that horse can never get its momentum because it's been running as hard as it can for you know a minute and a half already. So once you pull up, that horse isn't going to get. It's not like a car; you don't hit your brake and hit the gas. That horse is done. So that's the big question: is did it impede those horses? So the argument was yes, it did. And as a result, the number two horse became the number one horse, even though the number two horse was a, a, a length and a half back from winning. The better horse was maximum security, but the foul allowed the lesser horse to win the race. Maximum security, I read, had never lost. Is it this correct? correct. It was correct. I think it had won three, three, maybe four, but I think it was three, and that would have been the fourth, and it would have been undefeated going into Preakness uh, later this month, I think it is. Um, and now... I don't know if Maximum Security will get to run it. I kind of hope Maximum Security does get to run it. I kind of hope... And he wins? He Without foul? Nails it, yeah. Well, I'll watch back. I, I'm no no horse enthusiast. I have, you know, Law Ruth and Robert. Their their whole family loves horse racing. Like They go to every Kentucky Derby. They have mm-hmm. the tickets framed in their offices. I mean, it's pretty legit, this lifestyle. And then I have a couple of friends who grew up on horse farms and uh, horse trainers. Um, it's so it's it's a real thing, and they were speaking to it. One of which uh, posted on social media that uh, I think they were against it. They were against the sure the call. Most people are. Most people are, and uh, it, it it's going to change everything. The 145th Kentucky Derby. It's never had a foul called in in 145 years, and never a disqualification. Never a disqualification, and that's the first. So the four to one odds horse <clears throat> drops back to the pack, and the sixty-five to one odd horse wins with the uh, the French jockey Pratt. I think his name I'm, is. I, I, so there's no question. Are they going to go to court? I mean, it's a lot of really? money. Really? Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of money. What is the purse? Two million. Two. But there's so much more 
wrapped up in right. Know, there's a lot more. There's the endorsements, and yeah. then there's all of this stuff to follow suit. And let's think about when they, if they become a stud horse after their yeah. G's. Which still, it was gonna. That horse was second place. It obviously was a, a great, a great run by that horse. Um, and the argument was that that horse was going to do well because it was sloppy conditions. Maximum security had never run in sloppy conditions and say where they were saying, oh, this horse isn't going to make it. And he killed it, but he stepped out. And it's not the, I don't think it's on the jockey. I mean, the, the jockey's just trying to do his best to keep this crazy wild animal in a straight line, right. which is the rule. But they said that he got spooked by the infield crowd, which if you've ever been in the infield at Churchill Downs, you'd be spooked too. And yeah, it's 100,000, 200,000 drunks. I mean, not literally, but there's a lot of screaming and intoxication and just like that's where yeah. a lot of the people are standing in ponchos and mud everywhere. Uh, Could you imagine like being day. that animal that is so well-trained like to... Just think of the trainers that spend so many hours through all these elements. We're going to sling mud on your face, and like they're running it. How fast? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I know Maximum Security didn't have a speck of speck mud of on mud him. on him. That's, That's what that was. That was one of the the comments from my buddy Brock. He was like, he didn't have a speck of mud, not mm -hmm. even on the front of his hooves or anything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, kudos to uh, whoever. <laughs> Whoever bet on the winner, the ultimate winner. I think a, a two dollar bet uh, brought three thousand dollars. If you had like a, I think if you exact a boxed it, trifecta uh, was eleven thousand dollars. So I, I want to meet. That's if you name the win place show. I want to meet who who was like, you know what? I'm gonna go for this. I have a friend who made four thousand dollars derby a couple of years ago. Jeez, well. It, it is exciting. I'm proud to be from Kentucky with the Kentucky Derby, especially, you know, whenever the reach is as far as, you know, the mountains and seeing all these, you know, beautiful people dressing to the nines to celebrate such an event. I mean, have you ever been? No. Oh. I sent a text to uh, our friend. Uh, I sent a text to Jack and I was like, next year, <laughs> can we please go with you? Yeah, I saw he was there. Yeah. <clears throat> He's yeah. there every year. He's there every year. He actually, what's the horse trainer, the, the one that uh, trained? Bob uh, Baffert. The, the white-haired guy? Yeah. He sent me a picture with Bob for, at, live at the, the Oaks. That's he was awesome. like, hey. I'm like, oh, okay. So the Oaks is the Friday before yes. Derby. And really for Kentuckians, <clears throat> most people will say the Oaks is where to go. So a lot of Kentuckians will go to the Oaks they do, they dress up just the same, you know, mm -hmm. and then they'll spend Derby Day in parties in their hometowns and watch it on the TV. And uh, most Kentuckians, I think, like prefer the Oaks to the Derby in terms of the actual experience. They're turning it into this, it's been this way for a, f a number of years, but just this incredible uh, over the top elegance or, you know, people wear the craziest of things and, and it's just, it's this spectacle. People come far and wide. We landed, I guess it was last year, we were traveling again on Derby. Interesting. And we landed in Louisville. Oh, wow. And just the, the, the runway, if you will, or the wherever, you t where you taxi, just lines on each side of private jets. Yeah. I mean, oh, people yeah. literally come far and wide fly in, watch it, fly out. Yep. So how would you like to be one of the three stewards? I, I, you know, whose job it is to blindly apply the rules mm -hmm. regardless of what the name of that particular race is. Had that been a maiden claimer race on a Thursday where whoever won, you know, it's really weird if you're a horse owner and you're in a claimer race, claims race, mm -hmm. 
your horse, if it wins, someone's going to buy it out from you. <laughs> like, right. It's just weird, but that's what happens. If that had been a, a claimer race on a Thursday, no question. Because that maiden is about to be sold. And if there was a foul, she's going to go to the drop, and that's that horse wouldn't win. So I think as awful a call as it was and as sad as even I was to see all of that happen. You think it was a bad call? No. No, I think it oh, was the right call. You, okay, you're saying it's it awful of sad. it having to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. It's just sad that it happened. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad that it was that jockey's seventh derby. It was his first win. The guy who thought he won, Luis Saez. It was that trainer's first, and he was a brother of another trainer who had won. But then the trainer who did win was in the, is in the Hall of Fame and has never had a derby win. Now he does. With an asterisk, you know. So it's just a, it's a sad, but it's sports. It's, it's what yeah. happens. Yeah, it it has like this. It's not like I don't want to say it has a mess it's attached to it, but it's just not clean. It's not clean. And you're one of those three people doing your job. Yeah. And doing the right thing is not the easy thing. It's definitely not the popular thing. Either. It is not. You know, the Fray released an album uh, in 2006 or something, and the, the, one of the song lyrics said, sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are the same. And that is a great lyric and to apply to this situation. Could you imagine being... I, I don't want to be in that position. I think the right, the right thing is almost always the harder thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But what do you think about... And I'm, I'm going to write about this, but what do you think about the instant replay culture? Even the president tweeted that this is political correctness in an age of the, the instant replay. I think that we are too smart and too advanced for our own good. And uh, I don't know. I think that the technology is there. It's going to be used. You know, They have it now in baseball. They have it in every sport, every sport. The only thing, I, I don't know that they do it and utilize it as much in football or soccer, mm-hmm. which they definitely should if we're talking about any sport because I could be 10 feet from you and then you fall and I get a red card and I'm ejected for the next yeah. two matches during World Cup. Anyway, right. to answer your question, I never thought that they would do instant replay via a, a, a horse racing event, horse race, yeah. but there's so much at stake. Have you ever seen a jockey fall off a horse in a race? Uh, yeah, it happened, when that that happened last year. Whenever we were at the, I was that was scary. Right out of the post, right? right very mm-hmm. scary. There's so much. Uh, th- there's a lot of of risk involving horse. Didn't a few uh, Kentucky Derbies ago when the horse broke its leg, they had to put the horse down. They did on the track. They yeah. do that. That's insane. Could there's you imagine? There's an ambulance that follows behind the yep. the pack, and uh, you know, it's on average two jockeys a year will lose their lives. Really? Worldwide. Yeah. Have you seen the, well, last year, whenever we landed, they have this huge plane that just charters these horses, like oh, huge really? planes. Could you imagine the, the cost involved in traveling with these horses? They don't, they're not traveling with them by just truck and trailer. Right. They have a crew in the truck, then they mm-hmm. have a plane for the horse. I mean, it's... Yeah, you can't get to Dubai with your... Uh... <laughs> Your Ram thirty five hundred pulling no, the trailer. No, you can't. It just it's a it's a lifestyle. It's uh, there's so much involved with this uh, event, and so many people. God, and all this money that's just exchanged. I wonder why there are people who resist the actual instant replay. Like, why would that be a problem? Because people are scared of the truth. Simply put. They're scared of the truth. Facts, 
are scarier than f- fiction almost or yeah you know people like the idea of something but instead of the something <laughs> and yeah. i think that's it i think that's it i think people when things are in their favor they're like no don't play it back when they know better yeah you know even if it wasn't intentional in this instance i don't Absolutely think it was at all i don't think any of those fouls really is intentional yeah. but yeah so anyway it's a uh, it's a sunny day in kentucky today there are some there are some clouds there are definitely some clouds if you were one of the individuals that watched the kentucky derby and were as perplexed and overwhelmed as dr carroll was and then me flying into nashville and like just like looking at all the the TVs and people are just like, what? you know, yeah, oh yeah. Even in, so, did in y'all land country. soon after? Yeah, we landed at six oh five p.m. Central Time. Oh, so they were still in their uh, deliberations. They were deliberating. Yeah, and I was like, what's going on? You know, and we were reading uh, updates on the phone, and it was pouring down rain in Nashville. So Megan's reading while we're driving home, and I'm like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're in it. Yeah. I don't watch NBA until the playoffs. Oh, I talked about this uh, last podcast, but it was really cool just hanging out in the lobby of the four seasons and seeing the trailblazers and you know the players from the nuggets at the bar just yeah. having a drink this guy i forget his name he's number 15 uh uh tallest dude i've ever stood next to in my life he's, was he seven feet tall he easily was seven feet tall yeah huge and he was he looked at a baby face so i think he plays for the the nuggets Sorry, saw, I don't know the names of these players. We saw Willie Cauley Stein, who played for the University of Kentucky mm-hmm. for a year, and now plays for the Sacramento Kings, and he's seven feet tall. God, isn't that amazing? I mean, it, it's something at our height when we feel, you know, made. Yeah, we're six two, six short, three, whatever we are. I don't know. Depends on who measures us, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're seven feet with your hair. Definitely, I'm getting a haircut. Why? I don't know. I feel like Slick Rick. You know, mm. it's a little back. It's it's really tall, ladies and gentlemen. Like it's super tall, and I like it. Okay, but I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. You, you know, should do something completely different. I know. I should. I really should. should do a come over. I don't know about that. Butt cut. I did that yesterday to be playful with the kids and Everett, my son, who is like, no, he loved it. He was like, I like your hair, dad. (laughs) Son, this is not cool at all. I had one when I was in the seventh grade. Yeah, but that was cool. I also wore a knit tie square Mm, on the bottom. No, that was definitely alpha alpha, not cool. (laughs) Not cool. I I agree with you. I am so excited to be back with you today. What is a, a goal that you have for yourself? For today or for this week? Yeah, for this this, this season of returning. I am, as you know, in the middle of a couple of business deals, one of which that's coming to fruition. That's been, I've been courting it for a long time. A lot of things are at stake still. I mean, nothing is final until you are at closing at the attorney's office. And mm-hmm. we all know that. I mean, we've had a couple of deals go, I don't want to say bad, but not in the favor in which we wanted them to. And um, so I've learned in business and that's, you know, for speaking very candidly, that was one of those times where I was like, you know, thinking that it was done and it wasn't. So now I just keep things, you know, mm-hmm. at, close to my chest until it's done. But mm-hmm. a lot of things still at stake. A lot of things need to be lined up and aligned with. Um, but we're close, so I'm I'm really excited to get this one in the bag. Mm-hmm. It's going to. I'm all about you know with business. Uh, this this mentality, and I want to speak to this for just a little bit. 
We are taught to work for someone for our entire lives. Like we go to school uh, to get a job in the workplace for someone else, right? Like we pay tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in school debt to, to get hired from an employer. Mm-hmm. So being that employer for me is, my mind has shifted recently. And I'm telling you this, cause this is what I've been thinking about on vacation. Like they, our people, the people that work with us don't have to. Mm. You know what I mean? They can mm-hmm. go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about creating an environment, an opportunity, nonstop. Like I am so passionate about it to a, to a fault, to a degree, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like I want the people that are with us to be with us forever. I really do. Mm-hmm. And um, so this, this opportunity that's coming on uh, and then future ones, like I, we're, in, we're inheriting people, mm-hmm. you know, and I yeah. want them to be excited. I want them to know that they can grow old with us. And, and you know, they're, they're very anxious. Absolutely. I mean, wouldn't you be? I would be. Yeah. yeah. It's a natural part natural. of the process. Yeah. Until there is some familiarity yeah. and some getting to know. Yeah. And trust. I feel like really chatty this morning. Good. I am kind of chatty. It's good. You've been, uh, were you quiet on vacation? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Not, in a, not for a bad reason. Yeah. It was uh, just a lot of good food and reflection. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you. <laughs> I get quiet on Sunday nights. Do you? Mm-hmm. Joy's like, you do because you texted me. You texted me, and then I texted you back literally like ten minutes later, and then you're dark zero dark thirty. <laughs> but it's okay. Joey says you're transitioning, aren't you? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I am. Yeah, I went on a ride along last night. Oh, really? Yeah, culminated. It was a culmination of the vacation going on the ride along with my Ooh. sergeant friend, uh, Sergeant Johnston, uh, with the Owensboro Police Department. Thank you for our um, public service workers but it was it was really fun it was a quiet night for the most part it's amazing what happens and that 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 you don't even know that yeah that people do or law enforcement yeah you know people call in uh this individual just called dispatch they didn't call 911 and said that it was a signal s or suicidal mm-hmm. so they have units pinging her phone it was a female and driving in this vicinity for for hours trying to look for this person wow you know they they were they couldn't figure they couldn't, out what address it they was. They couldn't find the address. Well, they had updated their system, uh, the the nine one one software, mm-hmm. and so it was slowing. Everything was slowing down, so it was a there was a delay um, in in obtaining the pings. But they were calling this individual's phone numerous times. I mean, so there's a, people. You people are worth it. Like people, you are worthy to be loved and cared for. And a total stranger in a uniform is driving in circles for hours to look for you. So keep that in mind. Uh, You know, I don't mean to get heavy for a moment, but like times aren't easy and you don't always get to go on vacation for a week and sleep in a dark room for for all hours and come back recharged and you're in it. And um, a week from now, I'll probably be... (laughs) Ready to go. Ready to go back on vacation again. But anyway. It's interesting you mentioned that because uh, you were talking about working for people. And the first person I ever worked for, because really I haven't done that much because I was uh, in a a church setting. And then now I'm, of course, uh, on my own. So I've never really had that kind of direct employer-employee relationship. Mm -hmm. But the time when I did was when I was in high school and I was landscaping. And uh, with a man who went to my church and I did this uh, in the summer and and early fall, early spring. And uh, sweet, sweet man, very quiet, contemplative type. And I found out he just died. And uh, it really like hit me 
you know, but then I found out later that he died by suicide. So that's, you know, obviously even worse. Wow. So uh, two things that you've mentioned kind of culminate in that experience for me. Don't forget, uh, as Nathan has said, um, you are worth it. And as, as dark and, and grim as things seem, they don't tend to stay that way. Right. And you're not alone. Um, 1-800-273-8255 is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, so please make sure that you know that in case you need it for someone you know who is hurting. I don't think we really ever fully understand the depths of someone's personal darkness unless we ourselves have been there. Right. And when you think that that's your best option, that's that's pretty bleak. Yeah. Um, but there are always, always, always other options. I think you're absolutely right. And next podcast, I'm going to dangle a carrot, if I may, and get very vulnerable. And I want to talk about... Um, mental health and wellness mm-hmm. and um, you know, personal and uh, relatable, relational uh, struggles and, and dealings with that. Uh, but it's interesting that you said your first job was working with someone from your church on a landscaping company. Guess what my first job was? Working for a guy who I went to church with who owned lands, who mowed yards. I swear, <laughs> really? we are literally the same human <laughs> being. So I was 12 awesome. or 13 years old, Mr. Kurz, Tom Kurz, yeah. who passed away uh-huh. uh, of... Um, uh, uh, some disease, I believe Parkinson's, a great man singing in the choir, loved his voice, wife, super, super sweet lady as well. Um, anyway, just interesting that you and I have crossed paths. That's crazy. We get to work together every single day yep. and we're like the same human being. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, I'm glad you're home and uh, ready to get back to it together. Yeah, me too, man. I appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. You know, coming back every single uh, week, time and time again, to listen to what Dr. Carroll and myself have to say and giving, giving such kind feedback and passing this along. Be sure to visit com. Give us a five star on your listening app device and uh, send, send us a message. And how do they do that, Dr. J? You'll die trying podcast at gmail.com or facebook.com forward slash you'll die trying. Absolutely. As always, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Nathan. I'm Jonathan. 